Welcome to the Wild Soulcast. I'm your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred space where we hold deep conversations on spirituality, conscious leadership, feminism, creativity, and how to more meaningfully and intentionally nurture connection within ourselves and with others. Hello, wild ones, and welcome to episode 18 of the Wild Soul Cast. This is your host, Anna Kinkela, and today I'm really excited to dive deep with you into the topic of mindset versus embodiment and really what the difference is and why I am such a proponent in coaches, entrepreneurs, folks who are wanting to do deeper level shifts in their life and in their business to really invest in embodiment coaching, embodiment work. And I'm so passionate about it. This is what I do in my business, right? I help um, women leaders really ascend in their leadership capacity through embodiment. So let's dive into this today. One of the things you see a lot of in personal development circles is this focus on overcoming mindset blocks, right? And so essentially what that means is, you know, we all have a certain lens from which we look at the world, from which we look at ourselves and our abilities, and that shapes how we show up and what we believe is possible for us, and therefore what we are able to achieve, right? And this is how I think about what the meaning of mindset is, right? It's the way that you look at the world. It's the way that you look at yourself. It's your perspective on things. Every single one of us has quote-unquote mindset blocks because ultimately the things that we think about ourselves in the world are not absolute truth. And as humans, we definitely often accept them as absolute truth. We live through those beliefs and perspectives as absolute truth. However, by virtue of different people having different perspectives and mindsets, right? It can't be absolute truth because not everybody sees things that way. So, you know, part of what you know, happens when we start to address mindset is we're looking at what are the ways that I'm thinking that is affecting how I am behaving in the world and how are those two things impacting how I show up in my business and what I believe is possible for me, right? So all of this is wonderful and important and it's so crucial for us to look at this piece as we elevate in our leadership and in our business. Because if we don't believe that we can do something, if we don't believe that something is possible for us, if we believe that we can't make money or that we can't find money or that we can't build that business or that we can't find our ideal partner or that we can't move to the other side of the world, right? Then it makes our dreams unachievable, unattainable. And we live in a time 
And we also live in a place that if you're in the Western world, where we have a lot more privilege, right? We truly have the ability to expand more in our lives and businesses than we ever have before historically. And so, so many of us are really looking at how can we self-actualize? How can we overcome, you know, the internal barriers so we can truly expand in what is possible for us externally. And that is exactly what I do in my coaching practice. That's what I help women with because I truly believe that, you know, when we can ignite the fire within us and lead from our authenticity and lead from our truth and lead from our power, the world is going to start to shift. And I am on a mission to elevate um, women identified leaders. For me, leadership really begins, um, comes back to and ends with the internal component of our life and business. And I really see this mirrored in my clients all the time where how they're being in their life is how they're being in their business. And it's not because, you know, you are just making your whole life about your business and it shouldn't be that way, but it's really about the patterns that are embedded within our consciousness are replicated in every area of our life. Right. And so some patterns are certainly unique to certain areas of our life. However, the way that we feel about ourselves individually in our life definitely impacts how our business moves forward and how much it expands. And so I really work with women to help them expand internally so that their business expands with them. And you know, to me, this is leadership coaching, and it's also embodiment. I approach this work from a place of embodiment. And so so then we come back to the original question, which is, you know, what is the difference between mindset and embodiment? And aren't I doing the same thing? And how is mindset going to help my business versus how is embodiment going to help my business? Um, and so these are all really good questions because sometimes I think we use mindset and embodiment interchangeably. Sometimes people talk about embodiment and, you know, they don't necessarily know what that means other than like, I'm embodying my belief, right? I'm truly feeling it in my whole body, but how do you get there? You know, what's the difference in my practice that I bring to my everyday when I'm approaching my internal work from a place of mindset versus from a place of embodiment? And why does it matter as long as I'm doing the internal work, right? Who cares? If it's mindset or embodiment, I'm doing it. I'm checking it off the list. Why do we need to talk about this? And I am such a strong, strong proponent and believer that there is a difference and it's significant and that if you really want your internal work to stick for the long term, you really need to focus on embodiment and implementing that in your daily practice. And so I want to approach this from telling you my own personal story with it, because I think personal stories are a really good way to drive this home. And I'm not going to go into my whole story, but um, what I will talk about is, you know, what I noticed in my own internal journey and 
how my whole world completely shifted when I started to focus on embodiment versus just mindset. So the first career I ever went to, um, almost straight out of college, was you know the therapy route. Um, in other words, I became trained as a therapist by getting a master's degree in social work. And I was really passionate about it. I loved working with people. I loved guiding people on their healing journeys. And that is still what I do today, just in a different capacity and in a different way. But, you know, I started doing this work and I learned a lot about the mind and how it works. And I read a lot of research articles on what's effective. I got trained in a lot of therapeutic modalities that have been proven um, by science to work. And I really have extensive training in both cognitive behavioral approaches as well as mind-body approaches. And this is something that I've really personally seen through my work with clients and also in my work with myself as I've deepened in my own internal world and my leadership. So, you know, as someone, as a woman who lives in her head, who's very analytical, who tends to have pretty high self-critic. So there's a lot of energy in the upper body in my head. I knew very well how to rationalize and understand my thoughts. So I could recognize that my thoughts weren't helping me and I could say, okay, that's not a very, um, healthy way, or it's not a very constructive way of me thinking about this problem or this situation. And I know that I need to be thinking this X, Y, Z, right? And so I would write those thoughts out. I would think those thoughts. I would replace those thoughts. I would interrupt my thinking patterns when I noticed that they weren't helpful to me. And these are all like really good tools, right? They're all helpful tools and they are tools that I do integrate with clients on a very practical, basic level. However, after doing this work for, you know, probably about five plus years, I'm not sure exactly, knowing all of the knowledge that I know in my head, my struggle was always you know, not feeling it, not embodying it. So even though on a conscious level, I very much recognize that even though I was having these thoughts of like, I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not, you know, thin enough, I'm not all of these things. I recognize that, you know, those things weren't true, like my rational mind could understand that. And yet, the way that I was acting, behaving, and feeling in my life did not reflect that more, quote-unquote, well-adjusted belief, right? That more rational belief. And so it was always a struggle for me to actually take action, to actually you know, create longer, more impactful change, because my energetic signature, my energetic space was still very much embedded in that truth that I was not enough, that, you know, I couldn't do X, Y, Z, that, you know, my body was never good enough, like all of these stories, right? And, you know, when I would go to like therapy sessions, 
the way that I would flow through that therapy session was basically processing everything and telling the therapist what I know I should be thinking, right? And so even though those sessions weren't unhelpful, um, I was very much like able to process through some things. What it didn't do is it didn't help me feel any differently about myself. It didn't actually shift anything for the long term. It just helped me process information. So, you know, this is this was always like the big block that I reached. And so when I looked at starting my business, when I first had the idea, which was probably like four to five years ago, I wanted this thing so bad. I recognized this thing inside of myself and I wanted to bring it out into the world. Yet I kept coming up against the same exact blocks in my head, which was thoughts that, you know, I'm not good enough to do this. I don't have what it takes. And it all kind of trickled down into this ultimate belief that I didn't really believe in myself, that I considered, you know, all those people who were entrepreneurs doing that thing, that that was a specific skill set and they were special in some way and that I wasn't truly able to do what I wanted to do. And so that kept me stuck for years. Literally, I even hired a coach and, you know, engaged in some sessions, but I was procrastinating. I was avoiding. I had all this lack of clarity and it just felt like no matter what I did, I could not move forward. Fast forward, you know, two or three years, 2017, I finally made the decision to quit my job because it had reached such a point for me that I just couldn't do what I was doing anymore. I was done and my only option was to do this business or nothing else. I had just gotten to this crisis point And I quit my job without any savings, without really a plan B other than I'm going to make this business work. It is going to work for me. And that internal struggle, like that crisis point where I had to make a choice, either stay in the space where I feel miserable or take a chance on myself and try something different. I just made the choice because it didn't feel like a choice at that point. And so in 2017, I was really in this place of like, okay, I'm in this business. I'm going to make this work. I have to make this work. I don't have a plan B. And so now I have to figure out a way to believe in myself and believe that I'm enough so that how I'm showing up in my business is reflective of that belief and reflective of that energy. And so I really started integrating you know, some of the mind-body practices that I'd been using with clients that were proven to be really effective, that I'd seen a lot of transformation. And I started really implementing that in a leadership and business capacity and really working within myself to start to overcome some of those ways of understanding myself by involving my body in the process. I worked with coaches who were just mindset coaches. I worked with, you know, strategy coaches. I worked with so many coaches over the past couple of years. And, you know, 
what I found for myself was that if it was mindset, it didn't work for me because you can tell me all of these things and I can understand things rationally. But at the end of the day, it didn't change my behaviors. It didn't change the underlying pattern, the underlying energetic blueprint from which I was operating from. And this is the key difference in mindset and embodiment work is that mindset addresses like that surface conscious layer that we live in. We can hear, we can, you know, understand that that's what our thoughts are saying. However, by scraping the surface and just trying to get rid of those thoughts and replace those thoughts where with more rational, positive thoughts, it didn't actually stick for me and it didn't really change anything. I made some progress. I took some action steps because of the accountability that was in that coaching. However, at the end of the day, it didn't really shift how I was showing up. And it was because we were only accessing the conscious level. I wasn't doing the work of going into my unconscious and shifting the patterns from which I understood myself. I wasn't shifting the energy of who I was being, right? And so this is so crucial that, you know, when we look at mindset versus embodiment, mindset to me is like, we're looking at our thoughts, we're looking at our behaviors, and we're looking at it on a very unconscious level versus when we're doing embodiment, we're actually learning how to shift our deeper ingrained patterns, learning how to let go of things energetically and step into a whole new energetic container and space within ourselves. Mindset is a part of embodiment. It's a piece of the pie. So it's not to say that that portion, that conscious portion is not important because it is. However, if you only address that piece of the pie, you're leaving out a whole other part of your system that is actually the part of your system that is directing pretty much every single action you have in your life and business. The majority of how you show up is unconscious. It happens automatically without conscious thought. And those unconscious patterns come from your past experiences. I also believe it comes from past lives. It comes from ancestral history and trauma. And all of that comprises our energetic blueprint, right? And so... In order to create long-term shifts that actually help you feel and embody who you are in your core, your truth, we have to work with that unconscious part. We have to work with the energy of everything that's within you in order for your mindset to eventually shift. So I essentially work backwards in some ways, right? I'm not looking at actually starting to shift your conscious thoughts when we start working together. I'm more interested in diving into your unconscious reality so that once we start to shift the way that you are relating to these parts of yourself unconsciously, then the mindset naturally shifts with it without having to force it. And so, so much of mindset to me is about actually creating the energy of force and pitting different parts of yourself against one another, 
right? And so it's kind of like what tends to happen when we start to really focus in on just doing mindset is that you are looking at your thoughts and you're saying, no, those thoughts are wrong. I shouldn't be thinking those things. And instead of thinking those things, I'm going to start thinking these things. So the problem here is that your thoughts are there for a reason. And whatever thoughts you're having, even if they're not rational, they are your current truth. They are currently the lens through which you are looking at the world, even if consciously you recognize that they're not absolute truth, right? The reality is, is they they are your truth because that's how you're acting and being in your life is through that lens. And so instead of trying to force that lens off of your eyes in order to replace it with thoughts that you think you should be having, which is coming from a very conscious place, what actually needs to happen is you allowing yourself to dive deep inside of yourself to understand, A, why that truth is there, to recognize it, to witness it, to honor it. Because you know what? That truth, that way of thinking and understanding the world has served you in some way. Even if it's not serving you right now, it has served you. It has helped you cope. And when you go into your unconscious mind and you recognize that and you honor it and you witness it and you hold it, then you're not forcing it. You're actually seeing that part of yourself, seeing the resilience and strength within you. And that is so freaking powerful. So instead of making yourself wrong, instead of making your thoughts wrong, what would it be like to honor what they've done for you? And then access the deep, deep knowing within you, the deep, deep truths that don't come from your conscious mind, but that come from your soul that are able to tell you what your truth is underneath that self-critic that's always talking in your head, underneath the guilt, underneath the shame, underneath you know the sadness, right? Those are all parts of our ego, parts of our consciousness. But when you dip into the true self, into the soul, it speaks your truth so loudly and it resonates. That particular truth resonates with you so much more deeply than a thought that your conscious ego mind said that you should be thinking in this moment, right? So I hope that that makes sense, right? There's a completely different energy of it. In mindset, you are really looking at this is what I am thinking and it's wrong and I shouldn't be thinking it. And, you know, this is what I should be thinking, right? The shoulds. Versus going into yourself and having an experience with yourself that profoundly and deeply honors who you are, and then allowing the deeper truth of your soul to come forward naturally without force, without involvement from the ego. And then that is a truth that you can actually believe without fight, without force, that you can just naturally start to embody and truly feel in your awareness because you gave yourself the gift of fully seeing yourself and all of your parts. It wasn't about fixing. It wasn't about, you know, avoiding or shoving or erasing or making something go away. It was about actually meeting yourself fully. 
and witnessing all of yourself fully, and then inviting in the perspective, the energy of the soul that has the ultimate truths about you. This is actually what leads to embodied power within yourself. We can talk about, you know, power in terms of like exerting power or faking it until you make it. But when it comes to the power within you, that's just naturally there that oozes out that you don't have to force on anyone that you don't have to pretend is there when you don't actually feel is there that comes from witnessing your resilience. It comes from witnessing all of your parts and actually feeling and seeing the beauty of them, even if they're hard for you, even if they're the parts that really create a lot of pain for you. There's such power in that. So to me, pure mindset work doesn't go deep enough. And when you do this deeper unconscious work, it changes your mindset and it actually sticks for the long term. So mantras and affirmations have their space and I'm not saying they're useless, but what I am saying is that if you're not doing deeper unconscious work, and if you're not doing deeper work with all of the parts of yourself, you're not going to see long-term change. You know, short, I consider mindset work to be a short-term solution and it can certainly yield some results, right? You know, people have gotten somewhere with pure mindset work. But it only lasts so long because it's really dependent on you continuing to recite these things over and over. And, you know, some people would say that it eventually trickles down into your unconscious reality. But um, I haven't seen that happen personally for myself, for my clients, um, and anyone that I've really ever worked with. So, you know, I I think when it comes to long-term change and energetic embodiment, which is such a crucial distinction here. The energy you hold in your body is the energy that gets projected out into the world. And mindset work in general does not involve integration of the body. So embodiment to me is integrating mind, body, soul, and transforming through those three layers, as well as coming back to the body in order to integrate the lessons. And the reason why the body has to be involved in this process is that the body is actually the entryway into the unconscious realm. And the body is kind of like a roadmap, an energetic roadmap of everything that you are. And it also connects you with spirit. It connects you with your soul. And if you're interested in, you know, hearing more about the body in particular, I have another podcast episode that I released last year that was all about reclaiming the wisdom of the body. And that's a really good one to check out if you want to deepen in in understanding of the body. But the body, for those reasons that I talk about in the podcast, is so instrumental in the embodiment work. And if you allow yourself to integrate the body in your transformation and you allow yourself to integrate the body in the integration, integration is key by the way, it's not enough just to transform. We have to integrate the transformation into our everyday being. Then those changes are going to take shape for the long term. 
they're going to be manifested in your external world and in how you feel about yourself. And, you know, even if you think about, there's tons of research out there about how trauma gets carried in the body, how all of our memories get carried in the body. So if we're trying to transform our mindset, then how would we not involve the body? How would that not be an integral piece of shifting how we are being? It's so crucial. The other part that I think is super important is the soul integration. And this is why I, what I essentially do is a lot of, you know, spiritual leadership coaching because I'm integrating spirit in some way. And that can look a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to have a specific religion or a specific belief other than you believe that you have a soul, right? You have some connection with spirit on that realm. And that that soul, when you access that self, that unmutable self that is separate from the ego, that that has all the wisdom you need. And so it's more about actually seeking answers inside of yourself than trying to find the answers outside of you. And I see so many people being dependent on asking everyone else for the answers of what they should do in their business, of what they should do in their life. And that's very much coming from a place of I should be in this box versus what is my individual blueprint here? What is it that I'm here to do? What is unique about who I am being that needs to be brought out into the world? And then what is the way that I bring that out into the world that truly aligns with my energy? So mindset comes from the should, right? Because you know, of course, rationally, we can say, oh, wouldn't it be better for me to think that I am abundant and that I have access to all of these things? And yes, it would, you know, theoretically, that would be a lot better for everyone to think, because then how much more would we have available to us? However, it really comes down to you phrasing that and seeing that in the light that resonates for you. So I can repeat, I am abundant a million times, but if I don't feel the abundance around me, it's not actually going to help me shift anything. It's the difference between, you know, repeating something over and over on automatic pilot versus actually having an experience with yourself that truly shows you and unmasks the way that you are being supported and the way that you are abundant. And then you can feel it. So truly, this is the key to internal expansion. It's shifting your mindset through embodiment versus just focusing on the mindset part, right? They're interlinked with each other, but unless the embodiment piece is being done and done well, you're not going to see long-term mindset shifts. And I see this being really relevant with women who tend to kind of process a lot and who tend to be in their heads and who tend to criticize themselves a lot, who get stuck in that realm. It's usually a huge barrier for them to actually feel the things that they are wanting to shift inside of themselves because there's that tendency for the mindset work to just stay in the head and more head work isn't going to help you get out of your head. You have to actually go and get into the lower chakras. You have to practice full self-embodiment. You have to learn how to combine the head with the rest of your body, with 
the rest of who you are being in order for that integration to occur. So if you're someone who has done a ton of self-development and you've read all these books, you've had therapy, you've tried all these mindset programs, and nothing has seemed to quite work in terms of you you know, feeling differently about yourself and showing up differently and shifting your long-term patterns, then embodiment is for you. This is for you. And I think it's for everyone, but especially for women who kind of tend to be stuck in their heads um, and tend to be in a space of always thinking about things and rationalizing things rather than feeling into things. Um, And, you know, embodiment also really involves your intuition. It involves all of these different senses within you that the rational mind doesn't really utilize or tap into. And those are invaluable resources that you have within you that are being ignored. The other piece that I just want to mention here that I think is super important is that traditional mindset work tends to come from this energy of fixing. Now, someone who's doing mindset work may have the belief that everything you need is inside of you and, you know, even might have the belief that You don't need to fix yourself, but by virtue of how mindset work gets done, there's either a spoken or unspoken message that my current thoughts are somehow bad or wrong. And, you know, I've experienced it personally just in the way that I've felt that interaction go with people that I've done mindset work with or in therapy sessions or whatever, but It's in the energy of we need to fix this. We need to get this out of the way because this is what's keeping you from getting to X place. And while that might be true, the part that's really not being honored is the truth that lies within that and why it's there. And when you get into the energy of fixing, then it's really like reinforcing that belief that you're not enough, that you need to be fixed, that something is not right with you. And it can be very unconscious, right? It might not be something that people are tuning into consciously, but unconsciously that's the message that's being received. And when you shift the energy from that and into honoring of where that's coming from and honoring that it's a truth for you, and then looking at, what truth feels more connected with my soul, right? Versus my ego parts that carries a whole different energetic space around it. And what you're also able to do is actually access the wisdom from within you versus applying, you know, kind of what your ego mind tells you that you should be thinking. And so that has a whole different energy to it. And it is subtle, but it's so important. I know for myself and for my clients, one of the things that I see quite often is they've tried all of these things. They've tried all these approaches. Um, You know, they know that what they're thinking is quote unquote wrong. And then they enter this like self-criticism loop that goes on repeat over and over again. And actually that tends to wrap them up more in their ego than anything else. So even though, you know, mindset has a good intention and it's wanting to kind of overcome a block that you're having, what it tends to sometimes reinforce on the back end is like this energy of I'm not enough and gets 
people into a loop of self-criticism that isn't helpful to them. And that just kind of results in feeling worse deep down. I've met so many women who are frustrated with themselves and angry at themselves because they haven't overcome their mindset blocks. And they usually come from a space of like, I know what the mindset block is. I get it. Like, I know that, you know, in order for me to have this, I need to be thinking this. And, you know, I, I just feel like I've done all of these things and it's still not clicking for me. And then there's like an underlying message of I'm bad or wrong somehow, because I wasn't able to figure this out. And in reality, it's just because we haven't gone deep enough, right? We haven't gone deep enough within you. We haven't gone into the unconscious. We haven't had to honor those parts of yourself and for the role that they play in your life because it's still an important role. You know, a self-critic might be very damaging to you on a lot of levels. However, it is a protector. It is there for a reason. And it's more just about learning how to tame the protector, how to get the protector to a healthy place rather than this extreme place where it's becoming this negative voice in your experience. All of this work is not about eliminating anyone or any part of your consciousness. It's all about bringing those parts of you back to center, back into a grounded space where they don't feel like they have to be on guard, where they don't feel like they have to go into overdrive, right? Where they feel like they can integrate within you without driving your life and business bus, without it being the lens through which you see everything, And so that's the goal really of embodiment work from my perspective and the way that I do embodiment work. I hope this episode helped to, you know, bring another perspective to how you are approaching internal work. And, you know, my hope is that it just adds a level of discernment as you move forward and expanding in your leadership in all of these different ways for you to really consider what's going to be the most effective for the longest amount of time. And that's, you know, really going to help you to actually tap into that unlimited well of power within you um, instead of feeling frustrated um, or lost or feeling like nothing is working, um, that there is a way that you can truly transform and integrate things um, that doesn't involve you feeling like you're always coming back to the same stuff and feeling stuck in the same place. So I hope this was helpful. And if you found value from this episode, I'd love it if you left us a written review, just letting us know that you appreciate the podcast and you're finding value from it as that helps other folks find it a little bit more easily. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time and being here with me in community. And I will see you next time.